All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed your biz more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, sweet friend. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. If in case we have not met yet, welcome. I'm Rithu Parikh. I help women business owners, consultants, service providers step into their potential and confidence by squashing overwhelm so they can thrive at work and at home. So my friend, if you're doing the biz thing and the family thing and the volunteer thing and the friends thing, you might be feeling a bit overloaded and overstretched, looking for some answers, some solutions. And I hope today this helps you think about why you sometimes feel like I'm just getting back to square one all the time. Today, I'm addressing a combo of three big P's and how they come together to stall our decision-making and stunt our growth. Wow. Okay. That just sounded really negative. <laughs> so let me, let me change that and put that to a more positive spin. Let's talk about ways to avoid these three big P's so you can move forward with ease and you can reach your goals and have better results in your business and life. Okay. That sounded much better. Let's, let's stick with that one. So the three big P's that I'm talking about today are perfectionism, procrastination, and paralysis. Mm-mm-mm. Those are, they're none of them, none, not good, all nasty, right? In the sense, they are all roadblocks in getting what we want, right? Individually, they ain't so good. They're a bit terrible. And together, they can be destructive, right? Physically, emotionally, mentally. And unfortunately, this is how they work, right? You get really perfectionist about something, and that leads you to procrastinate taking action on it, which eventually just leads to a paralysis. Let me just not do anything at all, which means you shut down, You've put off what you know, what is really good for you and really rewarding to you. And then the worst thing is this starts to feed into your self-integrity and your self-concept. Like it starts feeding into the type of person you really are. And you start believing, well, this is just me. I hear from clients all the time. Tell me in such a shameful way that I'm just a terrible procrastinator. I'm such a procrastinator. Or they say with such shame that... I'm just such a people pleaser. It's like my ultimate downfall. And it's just very deprecating. And it's very harmful to their self-esteem and their confidence because they really believe like, this is just who I am. And this is what's so bad about me and why it can't change, which in turn impacts you consciously and subconsciously how you show up, right? As a leader, as a CEO of your business, as a CEO of your family, as a role model, as a wife, as a mama, as a daughter, So your feelings and your beliefs show up in ways we can't even see because it's just part of who we become. So whether it's the way in which you're responding or reacting or directing or leading every day, it's like these small decisions have these impacts on you. So I want to address this today 
and offer you a very simple act to overcome this negative behavior and thinking. And it will seem a bit counterintuitive to what you may have heard me say in the past on this podcast. And the reason is that it's a little bit the opposite of planning. And y'all, you know how much I loves me, my planning. I'm always talking about planning. Planning makes you feel so much more in control, especially when you're planning for things you can control. But here's what I found the danger about planning for some women. Some women get so embedded in their plans that then they use them as an excuse to be the perfectionist, which as I just went through leads to procrastination and then leads to paralysis. So basically, they create a plan, but if they can't execute on it perfectly, or if they don't know when they begin what each next step is going to be, they decide, well, I may as well not do it at all. Because what could be worse than putting something out in the world, putting your effort into it, putting your mind and value into it, and then watching it not come to fruition exactly as you thought? Can you relate? Have you ever thought, what's the point? Let me just think of all the reasons this is not going to work. Let me self-sabotage my efforts right before they even begin. Let me just not do the thing. Okay, if this sounds familiar, then stick with me. If it doesn't, maybe this example will hit home for you. One of my clients that I coach with, she's a business owner. She's awesome. She's doing all the things. She is building a, you know, a thriving business, but like many of us, we're stretched too thin, overloaded, overwhelmed. And she knows that she needs to delegate a particular service in her business for about eight to 10 hours a week. Now she already has other freelancers, consultants, I think even a a full-time employee doing some of the other things, but this particular service, she's like, I need eight to 10 hours. It's not a full-time position. I'm like, okay, fantastic. I'm like, so what's stopping you from doing that? And she starts going on this list of, well, here's the thing. Now I have to go hire someone. I got to get the uh, position ready. I've got to make all these systems. I've got to get business insurance. It means I have to get a new accountant, which means I have to apply for new accreditations. And oh my, it just went on and on and on and on and all these things, right? And she just listed all the reasons why she can't do it. And I'm like, hold on, Nelly. What, what is happening here? You are creating drama without even taking the first step. What if you don't have to hire someone? What if you can just get a freelancer, like not hire someone full-time or even part-time? What can, maybe you can just get a consultant. Maybe someone on your team between the people you have, they can handle it if they split this up, right? There are other options. There are things we can be thinking about. There are definitely actions you can be taking, but she was just so certain in her mind that this was such a specific thing she needed. And she had this like barrage of reasons why it was not going to work. So yes, I get that you need to plan, right? You're bringing someone on your team. You want to take this next step. You need to delegate. But that is very different from creating drama where there doesn't need to be any. It's like before you've even taken action, you've shut down the plan because you're overwhelmed or because you don't have the perfect solution or you don't know exactly what the system is going to be. You don't exactly know all the how, which makes you procrastinate on something that's really important to you and your results 
which then puts you in the state of procrastination and paralyzes you. I was also coaching a friend last week who called me, and this is not not a not a a client. She's a, a friend of mine, and she wants to start a business. And she has a couple of ideas of different things she can do. She has this amazing background in uh, kind of a interior design, although she's not actually accredited in interior design, but she's very gifted in it. She's an amazing organizer. Um, she's also fantastic with like refurbishing things. Anyway, she has a lot of talents, but she has been out of the workforce. She's been raising her kids. She's been out of the workforce for probably a dozen years. Okay. So she has, so now her kids are similar to mine, going to high school, college, and she's like ready to reinvent herself and get back out there. So she calls me and she's like, I'd love to talk this through with you. I'm like, awesome. So she's like, here's some of my ideas. But and then she went off with the laundry list. And I mean, a laundry list, list of reasons that she couldn't actually do any of them. Right. Like she needs this training. I need that certificate. Oh, I need to definitely, oh, I have to have a partner and I need the website. I need a hundred page business plan and I've got to get funded. And what if my husband doesn't like this? And I don't know. If do- I mean, it just went on. It was like, I felt just terrible for her because she was getting it off her chest, but it was just like all these reasons it's not going to work. And so basically at the end of that, she says, so you know what? Ugh, yeah. You know what? I should just not, I don't even think I can do this. I'm just going to wait around until I have grandchildren so I can enjoy my grandchildren. <laughs> Like literally, that's what she said. And I was like, oh my gosh, calm down. What are you talking about? And she basically talked herself out of an entire business or an entire career in the span of like 10 minutes. And I was like, okay, listen, let's just think about some next steps you can you can take. And also let's just get you out of the mind drama. Can we just separate the mind drama and what you can actually do? So for example... Since we were talking about things about interior design and organization, and they were kind of seeming like some, there's some overlap there. I'm like, have you maybe talked to anyone in the industry? Have you maybe gone to one of their industry related meetings? Like I used to be in NAPO, National Association of Productivity and Organization. And have you ever been to one of their free meetings? Oh, by the way, I have about like 10 people I could hook you up with to maybe just go talk to and have a conversation. Have you just done any research online? Have you been not going on these all these websites to do comparisonitis, but just sort of thinking like, what's an immediate next step I could do? Just get the information gathered and do some research and ask questions and get curious. Ladies, so many times our next right action is simply curiosity. It is not spewing in mind drama, but it's just asking some questions. One of the questions I like to ask myself when I'm procrastinating, when my mind is going crazy, when I'm sitting in drama and getting paralyzed, I like to ask this, has anyone ever done this before? Ever? Like in history, this thing that I'm thinking about, has it ever been done before? And the reason I like to go down that path is because somehow I've convinced myself that it's not going to work for me or it's never going to work, which essentially is saying to myself, This has never worked for anyone, right? We create a lot of mind drama and a lot of stories in our head. Don't even get me started on the stories we tell ourselves. And I know this is my blind spot too. I know it. I know I do this as well. And I'm just trying to be much more aware of of it. I know I am now than I used to be, but I know it's still always going to be some kind of issue, right? And this is still something I do. I often need a good friend or a coach to guide me out of my own mind drama, So stories we tell ourselves are stories 
that we believe are fact. They are 100% without a doubt fact. And there's no other way there can be an alternative option. Okay. Which seems so crazy. When we hear this from somebody else, you're like, are you cray cray? Like when my friend is telling me this story and all the reasons she can't do anything and why she has to shut down and I wait to be a grandma, <laughs> like it's crazy, right? She's made this all up in her head. But when I'm seeing something like that, or if you're the one spewing out the stories of everything, it's not going to work. It just feels so validated and so justified, right? It's so funny how we do this. So crazy. So like if your friend says, oh my gosh, there's no way I can get this job because they don't hire anyone in their 40s. So you know what? I'm just not even going to apply, even though this is my dream job and I know I'm completely qualified. You would be like, girlfriend, what are you talking about? You need to apply, right? But if you believe that story, if you were the one coming up with that, if you were to state it, it would just feel so 100% factual, like this reliable information that you know must be true. So like my friend who also thought, oh, the only way I can be successful in business is be, is to have a partner. Or maybe you've ever said to yourself, I can't lose the weight after a baby. Or maybe you've thought having employees is a total nightmare. So I'm not never going to do that. Right? You are essentially saying that no one has ever been successful in business without a partner, or no one has ever lost their weight after a baby, or no one has hired employees and had a good experience with it. That is what we're saying. Like it, that, that's why I like to ask that question. Has this, has anyone ever done this in history? Because I guarantee, but 99.99% of the time, you can find someone who has, if not many people, and talk yourself out of this nonsense. Now, you might even have evidence of the things that you believe, right? The stories in your head, you have evidence of it. So you're like, no, it is a fact. I did try to hire someone like five times and every time it's been a nightmare. So I should never hire anyone again. Or I have been on dating apps for 10 years now and I've never found a good man. So there is no good man out there. Okay. That still doesn't make it true. You may have an experience. You may have two experiences. You may have five experiences with that story, but it's still a story because somebody else and probably somebody, you know, or certainly somebody you can relate to or pick a book up, like pick a book and read about them or get on, you know, read their story or you've heard of that's famous or just someone in your circle has that similar story. They've been in that situation, but they've had different results. My mom lives in a senior community with my dad. They're totally, they're the sweetest people. And at the community, they have these organized excursions. Like they get all the seniors together, like on a bus, they might go, they're out in New Jersey. So they might go to like Atlantic City for the day, or they might go do, I don't know, see something in the town. And so it's really nice. I think, I don't even know how often they are, maybe once a month or something. So we recently went home. I visited her for her birthday. We went to a Broadway play and she was like, Oh, I haven't done this in so long. I would love to do this more often. And our clubhouse, you know, they organize these, these trips into the city to do different plays. I'm like, Oh my gosh, why don't you ever do it? You never do that. And she goes, Oh, it's impossible to get tickets. Like why? She goes, Oh, well, my friend told me, I mean, they sell out in like five minutes. You just can't get a ticket. I'm like, have you tried it? Have you ever literally, how about you 
and my dad both get on two separate... Actually, I don't think it's on the phones and the website. Get on your computers when they go on sale and try it and get something. But anyway, it was just very funny to me because the story she had heard was a story that she believed, was a story that she told herself... And now she was like, oh, I'm not even going to try it. Like, I can't even get a ticket. It would just, it kind of cracked me up. But, but then I'm like, I know I've done this too, right? You hear something and you're like, nope, that's the story. That's it. That's fact. I'm never going to get a ticket. Okay. So anyway, I've told her next time they have that, let me know and we'll work on it. I guarantee we're going to get you a ticket. Like, obviously somebody's getting tickets or getting sold out, right? It doesn't make sense, but we tell ourselves these stories. So have you truly believed, have you believed something before and Really, if you step back out of your mind drama, you're like, that's nonsense. It's freaking nonsense, right? Um, I'll come to one or two more that I know I believed in the past. So I think for a long time, it was the good man until I met my husband in my 30s. So, you know, I think for a while, my late, just before I met him, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. This is never going to happen. Um, one thing I remember in my business was when I was or was transitioning from home organizing to productivity coaching, I didn't really have testimonials. Like I didn't have clients yet because you're transitioning, right? And so I was like, no one's going to hire me. Oh my God. No one's going to hire me if I don't have testimonials on my website. No one's going to hire me because who's going to hire me? I haven't had a client. Like I remember this story thinking this is part of the reason why it took me so long to transition because I didn't have experience. And then I thought no one would hire me. It was just such a crazy story. Meanwhile, one of the coaches that I love and follow and she's my like diva, she has built a $10 million business. And she has like two testimonials on her website. What? Like what is going on? Right. I also believe like, oh, you can't lose weight in menopause. Like it's just going to stick on me forever. Right. And now it's happening. I'm doing it. I also used to believe the same thing about the employees. Employees are a nightmare. I always want to be a solopreneur. I never want to have employee until you know what? I have friends who have a lot of employees and they're doing fantastic and it's amazing. <laughs> they're able to step into the CEO role. So it's like, stop it. Squash the stories you tell yourself. Get out of the mind drama. Okay, we build up the mind drama. We have the stories. We catastrophize and then nothing gets done. So what if instead you applied curiosity to your problem? What if you applied curiosity to your beliefs? But if you ask yourself, has anyone ever done this before in history, this thing that I'm shooting down that I believe is never going to work with me? Can I go ask someone else about it? Can I reach out to my network? Can I talk to my friends? Can I talk to a coach about it? Right? Who can I ask? Where can I research? How can I just get curious? We shut down not because we aren't smart, right? We shut down not because we aren't skilled, We shut down not because we don't have the right resources. We shut down because of our very own self-defeating attitude. And I get it. I get that happens when we're overwhelmed. It's easier to do that than sometimes just step out of our comfort zone and ask the questions and actually think that maybe my belief is what's actually holding me back. When we're seeking the next perfect steps or the perfect plan, we procrastinate because it's never going to be perfect. We're never going to know all the steps when we're starting from the first step, right? From the first thought, from the first idea. So we procrastinate it. The longer we procrastinate, the, the more overwhelming the project or the task becomes, which makes us put it off even more, which makes us shut down our goal altogether, or at least for a long time. And it's this vicious cycle. 
So instead, focus on one next step, one action. And if you don't know what the next step is, you're not really clear on what the next action is, start from a place of curiosity. Question your stories. Doubt your beliefs. Ask yourself, really? (laughs) Is this the only way? Has no one ever done this differently? Am I overcomplicating this? Is this really the truth? Or is this the only truth that I want to believe? And am I standing in my own way? How can I make this simpler? How can I make this easier? Has anyone ever done this before? Save your drama for your mama. Or as I say to my kids, save your drama for your grandmama. (laughs) Don't bring your drama to me. Don't bring it to your business. Don't bring it to your decisions. Don't allow your drama to derail you from the things you know you should be doing. Stop catastrophizing. Stop talking yourself out of options and actions. Don't allow your drama to stunt or paralyze you. Because, my dear friend, it is only drama. Which by definition is a situation or a state of conflict. It's just a conflict in your brain that you should not be guided by. Mental stories and mental drama and facts and truth, right? These are two very different and opposing things and they should not be confused as one in the same. If you want to be and feel more successful, more productive and more rewarded each and every day of this very one life you have to live, be an observer of your drama. But remember, it does not need or deserve a reaction. Ride those initial emotions out for a bit. Identify the reason why you feel like something is out of your control or why it won't work or why you can't take an action on it. And then think of what steps you can take to actually improve the situation or your thinking around it. Choose actions. Get curious, right? Choose actions that will solve the matter and reduce the chance of it happening again in the future. All right. So I think on that note, we are so ready for this week's challenge. Are you? I always encourage you to take one small action every week. Make your time here 100% worth it. So today's action is to identify a project or a task or a deliverable or a goal that you are putting off. Something you're holding off, but your gut tells you, I should really be moving on this. And then identify your drama around it. What limiting beliefs or mental drama are you creating that you are believing to be fact that is preventing you from taking action? And finally, put the drama to the side, right? Just put it, push it over, let it, it can linger with you. That's all fine. But commit to just one small action, which could just be a question that you could take if your drama wasn't real. All right, my sweet friend, I hope you found value from today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please share it with your friends. And also, if you want more juicy goodness and behind the scenes value every week, come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. Get one of my freebies, get on my email list. You'll quickly see why so many women who are juggling it all are showing up week after week. Again, lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. I hope I've served you today. I really cannot thank you enough for listening and sharing. As always, I thank you for your time, loving vibes, positive energy, and know that I'm sending them right back your way. Catch you next time. Goodbye.